Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, welcome in. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for listening to another episode. With me today is a special guest by the name of Stephanie Lueras. And Stephanie and I are going to be unpacking holistic wellness. And we're also going to weave in transformation, and body positivity and image because in order for us to have holistic wellness we need to think about things mentally physically emotionally and spiritually and combine all of that to have an overarching wellness journey but before we dive into the topic I'm going to tell you a little bit more about who Stephanie is so Stephanie Lueras is the heart and soul fitness and wellness body positive ACE certified personal trainer, ACE fitness nutrition specialist, international best-selling author and speaker. Stephanie specializes in beginner and adaptive fitness, adding those of all sizes, age, condition, illness, and ability to consistency with their personal movement and nutrition goals. She enjoys incorporating body weight weight resistance training into workouts. So many workouts require no or minimal equipment. She is also a TRX suspension system instructor, Silver Sneakers Fitness Instructor, and Silver Sneakers Nutrition Facilitator. In 2022, she is also completing her Kundalini Yoga Certification and Orthopedic Exercise Specialist Program. So y'all, she has some skin in the game and she's going to make you sweat. You think it's easy using your own body weight, but wait till Stephanie gets a hold of you. <laughs> so without further ado, please welcome Stephanie Lueras. It's great to be here with you today. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming into the community, sharing and holding space with me. And man, when I saw TRX, I just remember just using your body to pull yourself up on those drinks. And you really have to have upper body strength. If not, you're going to be on that struggle bus. Well, you know, I love the TRX. And actually, my first experience with it was in physical therapy for my back. But I'm a person, I don't like lifting weights. But strength training is necessary in some form as we age. I mean, we need to maintain our, our muscle strength, our muscle tone. And, you know, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a person that's into traditional weightlifting. But using body weight resistance is, for me, something I really enjoy. And the TRX is kind of fun because it's something that, you can truly adapt to any body, literally any ability, and you feel like Superman because <laughs> like you can do anything. It's so cool. 
Amazing. And on that note, we're going to jump into the connection part of the segment before we get into the main stuff that you're working on. And this is going to allow the guests to be able to connect with you in a fun and personal manner. So there's two ways that we can do this, Stephanie. We can do either an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. And let's focus on it being rapid. And I wish I had a countdown. So what are you in the mood for? Rapid fire or break or an icebreaker? You know, it's late in the day. Let's go for rapid fire. I'm feeling punchy. Okay, here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Stephanie and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one, favorite color? Pink. Question two, what's your happy place? The beach. Question three, what's one exercise you love to do that you would never get tired of? Running. Question four, if you could trade places with anyone, would you trade places or remain Stephanie Lueras? I would not trade places with anyone. Question five, favorite food? Milk chocolate. Question six, if you could be a fly on the wall and eavesdrop in any conversation, past or present, what conversation are you listening into? Uh, uh, pass. <laughs> okay, pass. Okay, let me give you another question. You get three random acts of kindness per day. What are your top three for today for you to do for someone else? Uh, make someone smile. Let someone go at a stop sign because no one can stop at stop signs properly in my community anyway. And um, buy someone coffee. Okay. Seven. You just won the lottery. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. However, in order to get all your money released, you must first contribute to three charities of your choice. What charities are you donating to? Girl Up Uganda Initiative, Kiwanis International, and um, in our community, we have a organization called The Clothes Closet. Ah, I love Kiwanis International. They're also known as Key Club for those of you who may remember back in high school. So I'm actually the Key Club advisor for one of the Key Clubs here in our community through my Kiwanis Club. Oh, nice. Yes. Question A. What is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Uh, I drink a lot of water, but I do. I am a coffee girl. Question nine. Are you that type of woman that is sitting around utilizing your kitchen at home? Or you just say, what the hey? I'm going to do DoorDash, Uber Eats, or Grubhub because I can, and I just don't want to get in the kitchen. I am a kitchen girl, but it has to be 20 minutes or less. Oh, you beat me. Mine was 30 minutes or less like Rachel Ray. (laughs) Question 10. It is our pass or play question, and here are the rules. If you pass, this is where we switch roles, and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I want to pass. Okay. What's your question? I want to know 
why you started this podcast? Oh my God, just has been the million dollar question. So I actually started this podcast out of my grief journey when I lost my father due to medical negligence in the middle of the pandemic. So he passed November 25th, 2020, the day before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving was one of our favorite holidays. So I was literally a train wreck and it kind of made me think about the movie with Amy Schumer, but not all of the details of what Amy Schumer did in train wreck, but just a train wreck mentally because it literally felt as if I lost my best friend. It felt like someone took the wind out of me and et cetera. So that was the next important man in my life outside of my husband. And to not have my dad with me just really hurt like hell. And it was also the catalyst to me really learning more about myself because after that I had three more L's and L's are losses. I lost my job from corporate America. I found out one week after laying my dad to rest. The second L was losing my grandmother nine months and five days from burying my father. So then having to relive it all over again because she wanted to be buried at my father's feet. And then the other L was losing my second um, grandmother. So four, four L's, four losses within a year and a half apart. So yes, those were my four L's, but it definitely has helped me um, become better mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, because then I realized that things don't just happen to you, but they happen for you. And I named my show Gems because I truly believe that each one of us has amazing gems to share where we can learn from one another. And then whenever I came came to doing the pillars, I wanted something that was educational, something that was inspirational, and something that was motivational, because there's so much negativity out in the world today, whether it's social media, or whether it's television telling you a vision. And I'm like, I just want to give back and let people know we could still have real, honest conversations and be transparent, and realize that life does happen, and it's okay. And then I factor in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging only because I'm from a multicultural family. And since that's big to me, I wanted wanted to show homage to my niece and nephews who are biracial. We're like the United Nations is what I tell people. My sister's kids are half white. My brother's kids are half Indian. And my other brother, his his children are truly African-American. And I was like, my world is multicultural. I'm multicultural. So I really feel like in order to talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, it can't just be a check the box. You really need it to be evident. So that's kind of the condensed version of what got me started for GEMS. Thank you. My pleasure. Now let's jump into the main part of your, of the segment, which is your expertise, Stephanie, holistic wellness. So you mentioned doing all of these incredible things based on your background in the wellness space. And then I heard you say when we were doing the rapid fire about your, your back mm-hmm. and using, using TRX helped you because you hate lifting weights. Mm -hmm. So was that a catalyst for you to get involved in the wellness space or were you already doing it before your back injury? No. So actually I have not always been in the wellness space. I used to be a pastor. 
Um, I, I was the administrator and pastor for an international nonprofit organization. And um, never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined where I am today. Um, I got to this place because I was done feeling bad. And I'm a person that's been overweight my entire life and was done dieting because, you know, you go on every diet on the planet, you lose some weight, you gain it back. So diets don't work. So what was going to fix all of the problems of the world? Well, it wasn't going to be another diet. And so I, I sat there and I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And I started drinking water. That, that was the start of all of it. Like it, it really was no magical cure, it, but it was the habit of not going out and doing like some crazy water challenge. It was a six ounce cup of water. And every time the little timer went off, going to the other end of the office and filling it with water. And then, okay, what's another habit I can do? Uh, cook at home. And then, okay, well, uh, I'm cooking at home. I'm drinking water. I feel a little bit better. What can I do now? Well, let's walk. Okay, well, I'm in a much larger body size at this point. Walking is pretty hard. I'm pretty close to losing my mobility. Walk to the end of the street and back and I want to die. Okay, well, let's keep walking to the end of the street and back and then further and further and further. Then I'm like, okay, let's run. And now this is a foreign concept because I'm the girl that fakes sick in gym class. Hold on one second, really quick. I want to interject because you said walking and then you got up to let's run. And mm -hmm. it made me think about those who are out there wanting to do a marathon. And if you're like me, I did the couch to 5K <laughs> where I needed to get off the couch and build up to doing a 5K. Mm -hmm. And I think that's cool because what I'm hearing, Stephanie, is Every little thing that you were doing, once you achieved it, you pushed yourself a little bit further and it was like a mindset shift and it was a way that you were conditioning yourself to let you know that you can do it. Would you say I'm following along so far? Oh, it is because then it was the, I uh, let's do the running thing. And, you know, that first run was like 50 yards to a stop sign. I want to die. But then it was okay, let's figure out this running thing and go home, figure out this fat girl running thing. And it became that habit of further and further. And, you know, from that 50 yards became 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons. I'm a crazy person. I jumped over into triathlon worked up the distances there. I'm training for Ironman distance triathlons. So from drinking water to Ironman distance triathlons, without intentionally dieting, I've lost over 200 pounds. Now that's that physical part, because we're looking at this idea of holistic wellness. I wanted to feel better. That was the initial, like, something's got to change. So, okay, there's a lot of other things going on. I have PTSD. Um, therapy might be a good idea. Let's actually use some of the coping mechanisms that um, I was ignoring. 
And so getting the appropriate empowerment, getting the appropriate assistance that I needed to, to live life fully was important. Um, I joined a book club. I joined support groups to be around people that, that thought like me, that, that I could just relate to, um, you know, that, that spiritual health, you know, I said I was a pastor that didn't mean I had it all together. I love that. And I think with you coming from a pastoral background, you had some remnants there, but you just needed to accentuate some of the remnants there and recondition yourself to step inside of this new norm one thing that you said was this fat girl and it felt like you were body shaming yourself which I know that's why you help others now with body image and personal transformation because whenever you overcame that it also gave you the courage it gave you resilience and tenacity and now you can help other people overcome that because you not only experienced it you lived it and it was you so now you have the weight the empathy and the compassion to help somebody else who may be on the same journey. Would you say that's a good way of connecting the dots there, Stephanie? Well, I'm, I'm going to push back on okay. that, that one, that one idea. Okay. That is not a bad word. That is a neutral descriptor. Okay. And you know, that, you know, we, we talk about diversity and equity Yeah. and that comes in size equity as well. And that is the niche that I work in with health at every size in that bodies come in all shapes, sizes, and abilities. And when we take this, the size stigma out of fitness, out of health, there is a world of opportunity that opens up. If we don't shame people for being thin. Mm -hmm. So why do we shame people for being fat? So I want to ask, I want to push back and ask a question here because mm -hmm. I think I like where the conversation is going here. So with fat, sometimes there's a negative stigma mm -hmm. around it. And then with skinny, sometimes there is also a negative stigma right. because people are wondering, oh, are you anorexic? Are you bulimia or whatnot? So how can we as individuals remove the stigma from being, being fat? Because people say, oh, you're fat. And then people have remixed fat and said P-H-A-T where they're, putting fat in a good way. And do you think that it's societal norms that have conditioned us to see things this way? That's also causing people to have imposter syndrome and second guess themselves based on what they're seeing on television or what they're seeing as in the media as being that perfect size where they're not comfortable in their own skin? A lot of it is, it's a problem with society in that what, what determines inappropriate body size? There, there isn't. You know, we, we look at something like the body mass index. The body mass index is a racist, sexist, statistical measure. It was never meant to be a measure of health. And so we need to look at, you know, what, what are we basing our, our determinants on. 
you know, that, that's a good point there. I want to interject because I think this stems too from whenever we go to the doctors, because you know, whenever they do your weight, your blood pressure, they also factor in your BMI and they let you know if you're obese or if you need to bulk up or et cetera. So where can, so I want the audience to think about this for a second. Where can we draw the fine line and really educate people? Because if the doctors are doing it, or if we've done it in schools, because we also know in elementary schools, sometimes they're now doing BMI and, you know, kids are very active. So, you know, kids weight fluctuates up and down based on if they're actively involved in extracurricular activities, if they're doing little league or if they're doing PE. So can all of this stem from as early as childhood? Because this can really be traumatizing. Mm -hmm. And we know that ACE, um, I recently learned from another speaker on the show, ACE stood for adverse childhood experiences that are traumas that carry carry into adolescence and adulthood. So who came up with body mass index and why is it sticking so hard, hard? Because then I feel like this is, you know, carrying on throughout childhood, mm-hmm. adolescence and adulthood. And if we keep going over this and over and over in it, then we're not really correcting the root cause analysis to be equitable. Like you're saying, size, sizes and bodies come in all shapes, all sizes and et cetera. And, you know, there could be someone that's larger in size, but they're healthier than someone who is skinnier and petite. 100%. And nothing changes until as, as a collective, we continually push back and it starts with individuals claiming that body autonomy sitting in the doctor's office saying this is unacceptable you know and having the conversation asking why you know the a prescription for weight loss is is lazy medicine you know, and, and the reality is you can alter high blood pressure, high cholesterol. You can manage diet type two diabetes all without losing an ounce. These are all manageable conditions through various habit change, through nutrition therapy, through movement, without ever focusing on weight loss. So there, there is no correlation between the scale and in these conditions. So we really need to start pushing back and saying, you know, what, what's going on here? You know, have a conversation. You know, stop spending two minutes with me in my my clinical visits and let let's actually talk about the root cause of something and how do I prevent this how do I actually treat this so that I have the best outcome possible instead of what what else is going on absolutely I was over here clapping in the background and I think 
the reason why some physicians feel so rushed is because they're trying to get in as many patients mm -hmm. as they can and it's money driven and then you mentioned lazy medicine there you know pharmaceutical companies are pushing the, these types of medications onto the physicians and they're supposed to offload a certain percentage of that medication onto their patients and they're getting a kickback it's money driven but that's why i've i've had some physicians on my show that said they didn't like the way that the medical system was going so now they transition into a naturopathic or homeopathic form of um, helping people because they could have more liberty to do what they want to really sit down and help an individual versus just saying, okay, this is what you should do when they know in their heart of heart, this, this is not the end all be all solution. And there's something else, but based on, you know, the standard, the standard and the code of conducts that they sign working for XYZ facility or under certain umbrella, there's certain um, metrics that they have to meet from a physician standpoint. So then who's really winning here? Is the patient suffering because they're not getting all the information that they need up front? Or, and is the doctor suffering because at, maybe they're going home and they don't feel like they made the best decision for that individual because they're conditioned to do something based on the work that they're getting paid from, not just from a physician standpoint, but based on the hospital that they're partnering with, the medical clinic, or the board that they sit under. Mm -hmm. So that's also another issue. This is so complex here, and I'm glad we're talking about it because some, some people on the outside listening in, they may not realize all of this and they may think, oh, my doctor is on a rush, but the minute they have already turned their back, they're already checked out because they have another patient to see and they have certain quotas that they need to, to meet. But one thing that I can say, because I recently transitioned from one one doctor to another doctor. And I like my new doctor now, especially going through this motherhood journey, because she listens to me. And I feel when you whenever you meet a physician, it should be a partnership where they're giving you information, but they're also listening to what you're saying as a patient, and you're working together. And it's not just one sided fit one-sided and it's not one size that fits all because at the end of the day you're not in my body and you don't know how I feel but you can make speculations based on what you see in my in my chart being being pregnant is no joke I may not have the same pregnancy symptoms as someone else so you can't tell me what worked for Joe Blow over there is going to work for Susie Q over here because it's not and I'm like, sometimes sitting down, I'm just going to be real, y'all. Sometimes sitting down for long periods of time, my ass starts to hurt. And no one told me that going into pregnancy or you're brushing your teeth one day and all of a sudden um, you start to see something drip. And what do you look at? And y'all, I'm just being real. I'm a woman. <laughs> um, you're like, oh, the colostrum. Oh, I didn't know you get that before, before you deliver. But it's certain things like that. And I feel when you could be real and transparent with the person that is seeing you, it actually makes their job easier and it makes you more comfortable. So let me know if you agree with any of that, Stephanie. 1,000%. You are the expert of your body. And that is something that we almost forget sometimes because, you know, we... We're, we're almost conditioned like, you know, the doctor's the authority figure. 
And so, oh, well, I must be wrong. And no, you know your body. And it, it has to be that back and forth. It has to be, let's have a conversation and come to, you know, that middle ground of what is best? Where do we go? How, what, where is this place of getting to the other side of whatever it is we're exploring? Absolutely. And y'all, I can definitely tell you, 100% your body speaks to you. So when your body is speaking to you, listen, and some examples of your body speaking to you are as follows. If you eat something and you start to get a headache, you start, your uh, stomach starts to cramp, you, um, your skin breaks out in hives, that is your body's response telling you what you just ingested does not agree with your body. Another form could be like if you feel sluggish, if you feel bloated, if you have a lot of GI. GI is gastrointestinology and gastrointestinology issues where you may need to see a GI doctor because you're having stomach problems. Or if you start to see different bumps that have popped up on your skin. Do, is it acne? Is it rosacea? Is it hives? Is it what? And what is that stem from? Is it stem from internally, something going on internally in your body? Or is it stem from external factors? Maybe you have allergies that you develop. Some people may not have allergies when they were growing up as a kid, but you develop them in your later years. These are all things that you need to be mindful of whenever you are, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with your body and don't be afraid to go to the doctor. But I always tell people, find the right doctor that meets your needs. And if they don't meet your needs, it's okay for you to break up with that doctor and find someone who does. Because at the end of the day, it's your body, it's your life, and you want optimal care. And that's okay. So always be mindful of that. And one thing that I would say is if you have insurance, you better know the difference between a PPO and an HMO, because that could also drive what doctors and facilities you're allowed to go to. And it's not cheap if you have to pay costs out of pocket. So you also want to make sure you factor that in because it can help with your holistic wellness journey. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent. So Stephanie, I know um, I want to be respectful of your time commitment. So I'm going to throw you an audible. Whoosh. <laughs> so is there anything else that we have not covered about holistic wellness that will be beneficial for the audience today? You know, the, the idea of holistic wellness, taking care of ourselves, body, mind, soul, whatever that looks like, is a huge arena. And we can overwhelm ourselves with it. And there's a lot of places that are an entry point. Whatever that looks like, don't overwhelm yourself. Pick a place to start and start small. One thing, don't make it huge and let it snowball from there. Like I said, I started with a glass of water and build on it and build on it and build on it. It really doesn't have to be a complicated thing for you to transform whatever it is that you want to change in life. I love that. When you start small, you begin to build, build up. 
And as you build up, that's how you see that personal transformation take place. And then you also see your body start to change. When you drink more water, your skin begins to glow and et cetera. And for those of you who may not like water, but you know water is necessary, one tip that I would encourage you is try to get one of those diffuser bottles. And if you like fruits, mm -hmm. cut up some fresh fruits and put it in the water bottle. And then that is a natural way to flavor your water. And if you know you will forget drinking water, keep a water bottle near you, whether it's in your office space or whatnot, because that is a visual cue that will remind you that you need to drink water, or you could use sticky notes or whatnot, because water is so good for our body. And I know it's not always good to taste, but you know what? Your body is your temple and you only have one. So if you take, take care of your car, why aren't you taking care of your body? <laughs> So think about that. And now we're going to jump into our CTA. Stephanie, what is your call to action for the audience once they hear this segment? Well, you know, we, we talk about a lot of things and sometimes people don't know where, what exactly they want and how exactly to get started with that wellness journey. And that that's kind of where I like to help people get started is is setting that goal and figuring out what's next. So um, on my website, heartandsoulfit.com and soul is spelled S-O-L-E, um, you can sign up for a 30 minute call with me and let's just get to know each other and see, you know, what what are you looking for? What do you want to accomplish? And if I know I am not everyone's jam, but I keep a robust referral network of people that I know, like, and trust that I can send you in a direction of somebody that might be your right fit. I love that. We may not be everybody's cup of tea, y'all, but we're somebody's cup of tea or somebody's cup of coffee. <laughs> so Stephanie, are your social media links on your website? And if so, where do you primarily hang out? Yes, uh, you can get to my social media from my website. And I am most active on Facebook and Twitter. I am also on Instagram and LinkedIn, but not quite as active. Okay, awesome. So Instagram and Twitter. So y'all, she could tweet y'all. So for those of you that just tuned in or you're catching the replay, don't forget to read the show notes because that's where Stephanie's contact information will be. They'll be down at the bottom. So read, scroll on down and tap in with Stephanie Lueras. And then don't forget to like, comment, follow, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus audio platforms. And you could also see the video to this recording by going to our YouTube channel, which is GEMS, G-E-M-S with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And my big A-S-K ask is for brand sponsors. If you would like to partner with me and have your brand, your products and services heard right here where this podcast is currently ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts, please check out my website, genesisamariskemp.net or send me a personalized email to genesisamariskemp at gmail.com to learn more information on how we can collaborate, create those synergies, and go further and faster together when we unite. 
And my big encouragement for you is to really take your health seriously. We take things for granted until we're in the doctor's office or we're laying in a hospital room or et cetera, when you have everything that you need to make the change now. So don't wait for everything to be in alignment. Start with those baby steps. Listen to Stephanie's inspiration that she shared and build upon it. It's not gonna happen overnight, but as long as you're taking actions and you start brick by brick, you'll start to see that bridge form. So keep that in mind. And as Nike says, just do it. Until the next guest, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Stephanie and I are rooting for you. We believe in you. So believe in yourself too, because you can do it and you can achieve your goals. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-S, at gmail.com where your brand your swag your services can be here on gems podcast